0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network as we move into yet another episode related to Third Watch. Yes, that's right, Third Watch. That TV show that you know you love, that you should be watching, and that we're forcing you to watch because it's so goddamn awesome and amazing. We are in to ep- Episode uh, 16 of season 3. Just had to double check my uh, list there for some reason. Uh, Thicker Than Water is the episode. First aired on the 1st of April 2002. It's on an April Fool's joke. This is actually when it aired. It was written by Whitney Bull Williams and directed by Felix Enriquez Alcala. I'm going to get that right one day. I feel. Hopefully. Uh, my name is Ben. And when I was a girl, I tried to avoid getting beat up.
1: My name is Darvell, and I'm not a hopeless case.
0: <laughs> really? Are you sure? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> that was a bit mean, Ben. Uh, yeah, well, I'm glad you're not, and I'm glad you're back here for another episode. It's uh, Here we are, Thicker Than Water. Um, we're on a good string of episodes here. Um, and I think we're kind of continuing, because, you know, uh, we-, we get some references here to the past, don't we? Yep.
1: A few. rather... Major event of the past.
0: Well, actually. a couple, really. If you want to be, if you want to be technical here, this is kind of almost like a big sort of episode. We kind of had it with um, uh, Jerry showing up, and now all of a sudden we're going to have some other people show up from the past. So you know, it's kind of like uh, Third Watch has jumped into a time machine here and kind of bringing back season one. I love it.
1: Yep. Well, you get to see Bobby again, sort of, and. Yes, sort of. And who else? Who else do? Oh, yep. Yeah. I just realized. I just realized who else we get to see again, or at least she's mentioned. Well, yeah, and Miss Nuttier. Miss Nuttier than a damn fruitcake.
0: But, uh, I mean, I guess we kind of get straight into it just even here on the, uh, the previously on. It's kind of, you know, some great flashbacks here to, to Vanjie and Bobby. Like, it's like we're right in the first uh, season again. But um, we're straight into kind of the meatiness of this episode because uh, here's old Kim uh, just hanging at the gate just of a graveyard. Our famous graveyard that is the third watch graveyard. Um, we kind of already established that this is the, the go-to graveyard for New York City film excuse me, shows, I believe. Um, But we kind of get Kim standing there with some flowers. We get the flashback to where Bobby gets shot. Uh, We've got a guy coming up to her saying, like, oh, you need any help, Miss? And she just kind of gives the flowers to (laughs) to this guy. The music's fantastic in this scene, too, just, you know, kind of really sort of giving you a real emotional vibe here. And I actually, I'll be honest with you, I completely forgot that kind of, like, it's not just a simple reference to Bobby, if you know what I mean. Like, we actually get this sort of flashback, um and what's obvious yeah. what's obviously really clever I find is the fact that you know we kind of get this as oh it's been a year since he was shot uh you know he was shot in the 16th episode of season 2 this is the 16th episode of season 3 so I think it's very clever mm-hmm. that they've um done that in terms of like even sort of the the T V wise it's been a year, which it's also kind of interesting though, because I think the the time frame of Third Watch kind of is a bit skew if with some of these dates that they do mention. Because you know, we obviously know yeah. that this year sort of was a bit different with the fact that kind of we had we legitimately know when the day was given it was around nine eleven. Um, but then mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, there's a few references in this episode. Like when, um, you know, Carlos is talking about that girl that I was sleeping with last year, like, wouldn't it be two years ago? Um, so there's a few kind of like bits here on the timeline that I don't think tee up, but, uh, I do kind of like how they've sort of played this out here with, um, you know, what we're going to get set up here with Kim in this episode. Um, and we got Jimmy, Cleaning the fire engine, just sort of complaining about other people leaving it dirty. Then we get a guy showing up in a suit. It's like, oh, I'm looking for a paramedic oh paramedic yeah, aromatic Monty Parker. And then I love how like DK and Walsh go to say like, oh yeah. And then just Jimmy steps in. And is like, oh, oh, um, you know, uh, well, who's asking? Oh, no, I don't think he's around. I'll see if I can find him. And then Jimmy, you know, somebody dressed like that comes looking for me, say that I'm not here.
1: Um, <laughs> Didn't somebody dressed like that already come looking for him back in season two?
0: Uh, no, he wasn't dressed in a suit. No he was on like a bike. So, no, sort of different. This guy is a little bit more upmarket looking than the, the guy who served him, essentially. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I kind of like the way this plays into the later on scene when the girl's looking for Carlos. It's kind of like, you know, they respect Doc and are like, oh, come on, it's Nieto. Like, you know, get out of it. Um,. <laughs> But so Kim's obviously arrives and she kind of says to Jimmy and we find out that it's meant to be Kim's day tomorrow, but Jimmy's gotten tickets to the circus and Kim's not happy about it. Um, I love the circus. Yeah, you do? You're a circus fan? Yeah. What's your favorite uh, act at the circus? That's a weird question to ask, but you know where I'm going from. (laughs) Oh, no, it's not a weird weird thing at all.
1: Um, For some reason, I was always fascinated with the clowns.
0: The clowns. Yeah, I don't know why. Okay. Are you not one of these people who are scared of clowns? No. I
1: don't understand why people are
0: scared of clowns. Yeah, I'm with you there. I I have no idea why people are scared of clowns. Um, Sorry if you're listening and you're terrified of clowns. I just don't get it um but i mean having said that i'm scared of spiders and i know people who, who love spiders so it's like okay well you know i love snakes i know people who are scared well, of you snakes. and I are on s- so <laughs>
1: well you and i are on the same page
0: there in the fact that i don't like spiders much either yeah we'll come to australia daville oh, you'd hate it here uh <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I like i trod on like 40 of them just you know walking to my uh desk here today um and like 30 of them bit me i'm about to die soon apparently but uh yeah, so yeah, hi if you're scared of clowns. But yeah, so Jimmy's wanting to take uh, Joey to the circus, but of course, you know, Kim's all upset. This is, I, I kind of like how this is done in this episode that even Jimmy sort of knows. Like, you know, it's a year since Bobby died, and we'll find that out, obviously, throughout this episode. Um, meanwhile, at the precinct, we've got uh, Sully waiting outside, ready to be uh, questioned. And we've got our uh, beloved uh, captain guy back, uh, played by, of course, James Rebhorn. Who we haven't had since season one, I believe. So, um. Well, oh, the IAB captain. Oh, he's, he's not really IAB. He's just kind of just the captain. He's just like, the, I don't know, like a big wig in the NYPD. He's not, he's not IAB. He's the one who's kind of. He was the one who Bosco slept with his daughter. The captain's daughter? Um. You did it in the squad, car. You gotta say it really. You gotta say it really, New Yorkist. That's how she says, Captain's "Daughter." That's really New York, uh, Yokus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bosco. That girl is barely eighteen. <laughs> but yeah, we haven't seen him since uh, Officer Involved, so it's kind of this. It's actually interesting to kind of note here in season three. I forget how much they sort of retcon back to season one, so it's kind of nice what they do here. Uh, but don't get used to it; they, they forget about this soon. Um, so, oh yes. So he's there, obviously, to kind of they're investigating what happened with the shooting. Uh, you know, back in our uh, superheroes. So. Um, I, I, and we kinda get this guy who's sort of like the union rep, I guess, with his little beard uh, there and um yeah, we, we kinda see Bosco shop. You seen Yokus yet? You know, I've been calling her for two days and I love uh, Sully here, but maybe she's got caller ID. <laughs> so Sully <laughs> gets called in, meanwhile at Yoko's house. She's um we've also had a couple of days off. Uh, they had a nice little weekend with Fred and Yokis like, Oh I'll just be right in, you know, we'll get Maluchis, we'll meet you there for dinner, that's great. Um, and I kind of like Kim in the ambulance here with Taylor, you know, it's like too much to ask for a pen that works. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of just like a, you know, poor old Kim. She's all frustrated and great acting by Kim Raver in this episode. I mean, this, yes. I mean, we've kind of really have steered away now from our character centric episodes, but I mean, this is a Kim episode you would argue. Um, so, you know, she's like, she's trying to get a pen to work and she sees a girl sort of, uh, injured. Um, in an alley, so she gets out, and we see this girl, she's been badly beaten, um, before Kim's surrounded by an entire gang of girls. I'm like, she's okay, you know, she don't need no hospital. Uh, and I ain't going to say it again. I just love Kim here standing aground, like, you go, Kim. Um,
1: <laughs> unless, unless any of you have a medical license, yeah, <laughs> I'm calling the shots
0: or something <laughs> like that. It'd be so funny if one of the gangbangers was like, well, actually, I do. I was like, okay, see you, bye. <laughs> I don't think, well, I don't think, I
1: don't think Kim would have backed down even if one of them did say that. <laughs>
0: True, probably. Um, so Sully's been questioned. Uh, I kind of like just a little, you know, uh, back and forth here by the captain. Sort of like, oh, how's Davis? How's Maggie? Oh, she's a, she's a strong woman. Um, and uh yeah, so basically we Sully tells his story that they were locking this guy up, then all of a sudden bullets started going everywhere. He draws on the map the position, uh, says he doesn't fire a single round, um, and kind of like, look, he seems to be getting away with it, but of course as soon as he goes to leave, uh the captain's like, Oh, Central has you at Mercy Hospital? Like, you know, what were you doing there? He's like, Oh, I didn't call it in and kind of I like how this episode um has, like, the flashes back to kind of what happened on this day. It's kind of very cleverly done. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's kind of the first setup here. And we've got this chalkboard that will kind of become a thing this episode where we're going to see kind of the setup for it. Um, we're back to the uh, scene here with Kimia. Yeah, this is where we've got the line that you just mentioned, where she's just standing up to him, like, unless you have a medical licence, you know, get out of the way. Um, and I love the way kind of, like, she's about to take it to the hospital and that girl's, like, staring her down. She doesn't need a hospital. It's like, I can get the cops here in a second. Uh, seconds and she just kinda of gets in the radio. She's like, Boy five five three and she's like, seconds. Um so they walk into the ambulance and uh Kim has that line of, you know, you got some mean looking enemies and it's like, Well, they're my friends. So it's like oh, okay. <laughs> so some friends. Yeah, so Kim and uh so Carlos and Doc are back at the firehouse. Uh Jimmy kind of uh, approaches Doc and says a mean looking guy was coming for you in a in a suit and I love Carlos's line. Me, I'd be nervous for you. It's probably somebody giving you a Nobel Prize. Um, just <laughs> nice little car- Can I just say, I want to say, like, soak up these moments of Carlos. Because we kind of, we lose a bit of goofball Carlos from this moment on. Like, from this storyline that happens in this episode. I kind of think this really just levels Carlos out. That we're not going to get the fun Carlos that we we've got up to this point. So... Uh, I know you said you're a fan of this storyline when we get to it I'm gonna be honest with you I'm not the biggest fan of this storyline with Carlos uh, I'll just I'll just come out and say it right now but I'm not hating it like it's not dirty kid but I I like I like the fact that they kind of you know develop his character enough that he's got this compassionate side to him and what that leads to and, him ultimately but it's just and he did need that yeah no you're right but there's no question about yeah, there's it. there's just something about it that kind of just gives me the bits of the I don't know it's just a bit, yeah. But we'll get to that. We haven't quite got to the baby yet. Yeah. Um, Kim's still talking to this girl. We find out that uh, her mum's dead and her dad's missing. Um, you know, just a kind of a nice little scene here with her in the back of the ambulance trying to care for this girl. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, again, random scene here of Carlos and Doc... Uh, you know, talking, and you know, I just love Carlos when he's like talking about like, oh, it's probably some person like leaving you a bunch of money. You know, I was probably there too, but I'm not going to get recognised. <laughs> um, and then I kind of do like the subtle little line though when um like Doc's trying to shut it down and Carlos is like, yeah, you're right. When is somebody dropping out of the blue ever good news? It's kind of like a bit of foreshadowing there for Carlos. <laughs> um, which, I mean, yeah, I, I just kind of like just these playful scenes and just Carlos being Carlos, but we're about to lose that, aren't we?
1: In some respects, I think he, I think he always maintains a little bit of it, but yeah, we definitely won't see much more of that going forward. Not
0: to the extent, I guess, yeah, that we've sort of we've had with him really up to this point. Um, so Kim's taking the girl back to the hospital. Uh, Proctor sort of says, "Oh, this is the second one in three days." Gang initiation. Um, so uh, yeah. Um, what do we have here? Um, oh, so uh, we've got, uh, Jimmy and, oh, Jimmy's just having a conversation with the rest of the gang and talking about how Kim and him are actually getting along quite well. It's just a weird time for them at the moment. And this is when a girl shows up looking for Carlos. Um, and I kind of like how... Um, like the DK and that kind of do the opposite. They go in to kind of say like, "Oh no, he's not here," but then like Jimmy just steps in, just like, "Oh yeah, Nieto, yeah, that's his bus right there." <laughs> so it's just like, <laughs> I right, guess what? He's here." Um, and go ahead. Yeah, and you mentioned it earlier. They're like,
1: and Jimmy's like, "Oh, it's Nieto. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's Nieto. Who cares?" Um, so. <laughs> But uh, typical Carlos, you know, he comes out there, sees his like you know attractive girl, and it's like you know, yeah, Carlos Nieto, guilty. Very hey. nice to meet you, Haley Sundstrom. Uh, <laughs> just you know, typical Carlos. But then it's kind of like, oh, you know, I was sister, I was Vanjie's sister. Remember Vanjie? And uh, she gets uh, he kind of has that weird flashback where he sees her slapping Vanjie in the face, which is kind of you know. Um, which is kind of funny, but then we find out that poor old Vangie's dead. She's uh copped it by getting hit by a, a drunk driver while riding a bike, which is I guess kind of poignant. The fact that when we meet her, she's been hit by a bus. Um, so you know, her on a weird bike. Um, I kind of love Carlos's reaction. When I wonder who she was. I wonder who she was stalking at the time. Who knows? Probably the drunk driver. It's probably ran her off because he was just crazy. But uh, I I love the fact that um. Uh, what does Carlos just kind of say, like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Look, I've really got to get inside. <laughs> Look, he just doesn't care that Vangie's dead. Um, but then we find out that uh, she didn't obviously get rid of the baby because uh, we obviously remember the storyline back in season one where Vangie was pregnant but said she got rid of it, she took care of it. Uh, so then we find out that your daughter is eight months old, uh, which, you know, it's like, oh, okay, plot. you got to kind of work this out. So, like, that was end of season one. She just found out she was pregnant, so you know, give or take a few weeks. So then you got to imagine what eight months later, plus another eight months. So this is a six, eight, eight or nine months, sixteen yeah. to seventeen months after season one. Yeah, that's feasible. Um, but I still don't kind of get when we get later on when uh, Carlos is like, "I was sleeping with her last year." Like, oh no, you kind of weren't. Cont-
1: continuity issues. Yeah.
0: It's kind of like maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago. But, uh, look, like, this is obviously, you know, like the sister's kind of just like, look, you know, I've got, I've got classes, I'm in grad school, I can't look after her, you know, and which Carlos is just like, look, none of my pro, none of it's my problem. And the way, like, this, her sister's just like, oh, you know, um, she was the only partner. And it was like, oh, and you believe that. And I kind of love how she says, like, oh, I thought she was exaggerating about you. Uh, and then Carlos is like, well, I want a blood test and, like, you know, bring it on. And, like, I look, I'm honest with you, I'm Tim Carlos here. Like, it's kind of like, like, imagine this. Like, some girl rocks up and tells you all this straight away. And it's like, I'm not saying I'm going to be an uncaring bastard, but I'm going to want proof. Like, you know, uh, how do I know that she was, Me too. I'm the only one that she's sleeping with. Like, I mean, we saw Vangie. Like, she was a bit cuckoo lala la, and kind of, like, jumped into bed with Carlos pretty quickly. So it's kind of... Yeah. I think Carlos has an absolute right here. I mean, the way this girl's trying to guilt you him, like, oh, I've got grad classes, I've got this, I've got that. It's like, well, dude, Carlos isn't exactly yeah. just laying around on the couch doing nothing, waiting for a baby to show up on his doorstep. Um, and I think it's absolutely no. appropriate that he should ask for a blood test. So I'm team Carlos in this.
1: As much as I love the storyline, I didn't think about it like that until until you brought it up I would say I am as well although like you I wouldn't be as much of a dick about it I'd still you know I'd want to know. I'd, I'd, want, I'd want proof also yeah Um but, yeah yep and oh man I I love it when the baby actually comes
0: into play though oh we'll get little to that little Kylie we'll get to that because I've got stuff to, yeah. I've got stuff to say about that too kind of on the team mm-hmm. Carlos uh, bandwagon um so anyway, Bosco's at the uh, precinct. He's explaining the scene. He's got the flashbacks, um, and he kind of you know mentions about how he does the the running, and then he puts Yokus on the building, and he's like, "Oh, you sure that she was there? Yep, yep, I'm sure." Uh, and then we find out that Bosco didn't fire the weapon. Um, so you know, it's interesting that Bosco's placed her in a certain position, um, which you know it's we're going to come into play obviously very soon. Um, meanwhile, back at the hospital, Kim's checking on the girl, um, she's kind of like going after her, talking about her getting beaten up, um, and I kind of love how, like, the girl turns around and says, what does she say, like, don't you go have a, don't you have a heart attack to go help, or something like that? Um, you know, she's...
1: Yeah, something along those
0: lines. She's been very dismissive of Kim, doesn't really want to talk to her. Now, one thing I've noticed in this episode, I think Kim Raven must have been sick when they filmed this episode, because she's got, like, she sounds like she's got a cold, she's got a very croaky voice and, like, a blocked nose, so, um... yeah.
1: And you you really notice it when she st- when she starts talking about it being the anniversary of Bobby dying. Mm. I thought it was just because she, I thought it was just because you know she was getting teary eyed and all that. But no, you
0: can hear it in these scenes yeah. if you listen to the way she's talking. She sounds a bit croaky. So um, yeah, I'm guessing she kind of had a cold or something when she was filming these scenes. Um, but it, she obviously says to this girl, like you know, stop hanging out with these people. Your future is me zipping up you in a body bag. Um, you know, and she's just like, go to hell. So, like, tells her off. So, uh, and then basically this girl walks away. She, she gets up and leaves and, uh, Nurse Proctor, poor old Nurse Proctor's trying to do a job. We're not finished with you, young lady. Come back, young lady. Um, so, you know, poor, I like Proctor. We like Proctor, don't we? Yeah. Sandra McLean, Much more Proctor. than Dana. Oh, fuck Dana. Uh, <laughs> Sandra McLean is her name. I don't know if we've really given her much credit. Um... But that's who she props is. Props
1: to Sandra McLean.
0: Yeah, uh, S- Sandra McLean. Uh, maybe it's yeah. I'm probably pronouncing her name incorrectly. But um, so Gusler uh, is back. Hello, Gus. Oh, we we thought he'd quit, but no, he's here. Good old Gusler. Um waiting outside uh to get called in for his uh chance to say what happened and Jokus obviously shows up and kind of, you know, sits him down and just is like, Oh, you know, I've never done with anyone, just answer the questions, you did nothing wrong, you know, there'll be a union rep in there, this is what's gonna happen. Uh breathe through your nose. I kinda of like how um she says that to kind of like, you know, obviously uh calm calm him down. Um and can we just say that this is his penultimate appearance as Gusler? Uh, next episode will be the final time we ever see Gusler, which is sad, but um Yep. And a Go ahead
1: yep, and in that, and, in that ep- and apparently he is quite he is quite the artist
0: mm. which we will Yes quite the quite the sketch artist. We'll get to that next episode. Um yep. but spoiler So then we've kind of got <laughs> uh what have we got? Kim and Taylor Uh, And then she's just, Kim's going on about this girl, how so stupid, and kind of Taylor, like, you know, what's the point of getting pissed off about things that you can't change? Like, what's with you today? Um, And she's talking about Jimmy uh, having tickets to the circus on his day. Uh, on her day, and kind of, you know, Taylor, kids love the circus. Yeah, well, you're not a mother. It's like, oh, yeah, right. What would I know about the circus? Like, good reply there from Taylor. Kind of a bit of a Dick Kim move. I hate that excuse. Like, I'm sorry, parents, if you're listening to the show, but I hate it when, like, parents get stroppy and they play the mum or the dad card. Like, it's just kind of like... You know, okay, I'm not a parent. I don't understand it fully. But at the end of the day, like, just because you've got kids doesn't mean that you're the most important people in the world. I'm sorry if that's an asshole thing to say, but it pisses me off. Um, like, I used to, when I used to work uh, at Christmas time and, like, you know, you would work in retail... And you would have the people with kids try and play the family card. Like, I've got kids. I can't work at Christmas. It's like, oh, so what? I don't have a family. I have to work because I don't have kids. So your kids automatically cancel out my family that we do stuff over Christmas. Like, I hate it when they play that card. And, And it works. Your it does. Ben's on his ranch on his high horse. It's just, you know. And you know, another thing that really pissed me off, yep. Darvell, just while I'm on the topic, like when you're in a mall and you've got like the parents who are pushing their strollers or their prams, whatever you want to call them, and they don't move because they're like, I've got this and a baby. I'm not moving out of your way. It's like, fuck you. Like, I'm just going to buy a pram or a stroller and basically just have nothing in it and just walk through a mall, just being like, yeah, fuck you. I'm walking. Get out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag reasons why bending uh. parent. Uh. <laughs>
1: First hashtag of the episode. Just, just going on. You know we haven't done those for a while.
0: Rand, no, we haven't really, haven't we? Uh, hashtag bring back dirty kid. No, um, <laughs> never. Um, <laughs> no more dirty kid. Speaking, no. Speaking of children. Uh, meanwhile, back at the firehouse. There's a baby being just left at the firehouse. And I kind of love the line, Jimmy, what did you do? (laughs) <laughs> but then we've got <laughs> Kylie Sonstrum. that would be a lot that would be a logical
1: first assumption
0: so though. it's Kylie Sonstrom uh, so Vanjie's sister Haley is just left her here Carlos is obviously just kind of you know sheepishly in the background staring at this kid now I'm sorry they need to go and arrest Haley. this is a dick move like kind of when they're saying like you know oh you know who leaves babies in uh, firehouses anymore and somebody's like oh no you usually leave them in dumpsters like whether or not Haley can look after her or not, this is this is horrible. I, I I don't think there's any defense for this. Like she needs to like you know call the police on Carlos or kind of I don't know something do something rather than just dumping the baby. If I'm Carlos in this episode, this is kind of I think kind of annoys me with this storyline in some aspects. Is that, yeah, I like the fact that they soften Carlos, but it also gives me the shits because this is Carlos. He's meant to be kind of unsympathetic. Like, I know the baby changes him, but at the same time, this is also a type of person who you can see calling the cops on Haley and being like, hey, she's just dumped this baby. Like, yeah, okay, I'm legally her father, but yeah. I need a blood test. Until I get a blood test, I'm not doing anything with this baby. Like, there's no, there's nothing in this storyline that we even get proof. That, uh, you know, he's the father, I think, into, what, like, next season or season five when it kind of comes back into it? But, um, yeah, it just it, I don't know. This just irks me, the fact that this girl dumps this baby and kind of gets away with it. Is that, is that illegal? Well, I kind of think dumping a child without any reference is not not illegal. <laughs> Otherwise, all, you know, blood relatives of children who can't look, Ah, oh, fuck it, I can't look after this baby, let's go dump it at a firehouse. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's illegal. <laughs> hmm. just, just a slight guess, David. I feel.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I feel kind of stupid asking that now because I mean I've heard of people doing it, but I've I've never heard of people being a I've never heard of people being arrested for it.
0: We had a, of course, case in Australia not that long ago where a mother in Sydney, like she was very young and um, she had the baby and, like, dumped it and then did a runner. And then there was kind of just, like, a big search for this mother. And they were, you know, they are like, oh, you know, we're not going to – you're not in trouble. We just need to make sure that you're okay and all this sort of stuff. And I think they found her and everything. But, um, you know, I think it's – I mean, it's obviously different because, like, you know, clearly Vangie would have been looking after this kid. And, you know, I mean, I'm not I'm not completely being unsympathetic to poor old Haley here in a Like, yeah, she can't look after the baby, but, like – You know, at least we find out here with Carlos that, yeah, he kind of can't look after the baby, but he goes through the legal channels to find an adoptive, you know, couple to take this child. Why can't freaking Hayley do this? Like, what is it with the Sundstroms about poor old Carlos getting, you know, the raw deal and getting the blame for everything here? Like, I'm sorry, but the Sundstroms are just as bad, if not worse than Carlos in this situation. Carlos eventually gives a shit out Maybe it was
1: something... Maybe it was something Vanji put, put in her will or something. Oh. If something happens to me, make sure Carlos gets put through the ringer.
0: But if it is, why isn't that mentioned? That should be mentioned. That's what Haley should lead with. Like, it's in the will. And the why aren't lawyers contacting Carlos when she's dead? So that's kind of where it's a bit dodgy. So, look, I, I'm really nitpicking this storyline because at the end of the day, who gives a shit, Ben? <laughs> because, you know, this is going to soften Carlos and kind of bring in a thing which will eventually, I guess, get him to find his family. So I guess kind of that's a positive light. And I like that storyline. Yeah. We'll get that in season five. But I just, uh, it, just it just gives me the shits. It kind of like she just dumps a baby, gets away with it, and then poor old Carlos is lumped with it. And then we're expected to think that Carlos is in the wrong for a lot of this. So, yeah, I don't know. That's just me. I need to calm down, don't I? <laughs> I, like. I like your rats. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. I'm glad someone does. Um meanwhile Sally brings Davis some cake. Which is nice. <laughs> it's not easy to get past the, the Gestapo. Um and we find out like I think we mentioned this back in the Ties of Bind that um we never see Davis's sisters again. They get a reference, so oh yeah, my mum was here, my sisters. Um so You know, I guess that's kind of something. Um, I wonder if his
1: half-sister showed up, too. What was her name?
0: Yeah. Well, he said sisters, and didn't we establish that he's only got the one full-blood sister? So I guess he used plural. So I'm guessing it's maybe implied that he's seen (laughs) his weird half-sister. So Maybe. Yeah. Um, and he's obviously asking Sully about, uh, mm. Sergei and Tatiana. Oh, i "Oh, tell Tatiana I said, what's up? And obviously Sully hasn't told anyone that Tatiana has gone. So, um, you know, I will. And then just like, Sal, thanks for the cake. It's kind of just a nice little scene. It's kind of like the makeup scene, isn't it? Because I guess yeah. you know, we think they're kind of silly at each other's throats in the last time we saw them. Um, so just kind of a random scene here with Doc in the ambulance, you know, calling up, uh, sorry, Doc and, uh, Carlos in the ambulance saying what will happen. Uh, you know, I'll probably hook up with children's services and sure the police will look for the parents. Uh, and then Carlos is randomly, I'll like, right, in the back with her and I love Doc. With a baby? <laughs> it's like you know I mean the one thing as much as I kind of like have a bit of a problem with this storyline and like the softening of Carlos I will say like Anthony Rebivar does great in his acting kind of just his like shocked expression kind of the fact that it really is softening him a bit so look again I can understand this storyline because you know you can you can see where Carlos is coming from he doesn't want the baby to go into the system this was his life and you know
1: because he's been in it so yeah
0: and obviously what he said back in the very first season when he found out that she was pregnant when he was like oh would be nice if kindly actually had some, you know, an actual blood relative. So, I mean, look, I'm not saying I don't understand it. I just personally, like, I don't think there's a problem with this storyline. Personally, I just maybe am not a big fan of it. Uh, this this extent of it. Like, again, when it comes back a few seasons later, I don't mind it. Um, but, yeah, anyway, we'll kind of get to that. I fluctuate on my opinion of yeah. the storyline. Maybe it's just the initial beginning that annoys me, that poor old Carlos has been just lumped with his baby. Um... But we get a nice scene here with Gusler. He's kind of in the interview. uh, I I like how they just start interviewing him. So we find out he's been a cop for a year and a half. Do you like it? It's like, oh, yeah, you know, mostly, I guess. You know, yes, I enjoy it. And obviously, you know, the little subtle reference, like, oh, you've chosen to be a cop in a hell of a time. Um, and then this is kind of when Gusler corrects what Bosco has written on the board. So Gusler's looking at the chalkboard and going, well, that's not exactly right. So he, um, he moves, uh, the crosses of where Jokus is a little bit forward and moves himself and Gusler. So he's changed the positions of himself and Jokus. and the other cops are all like, oh, are you sure? Are you, you know, you, you that's exactly right. And then we kind of get real like tense music. Um which is kind of like oh what's going on here? Why is this so tense tension field? Like what's the big deal here? Is he just redrawn a couple of positions? But we're obviously um you know, gonna find out soon. Um Meanwhile, feel free as any time DL to jump in here <coughs> if you wanna say anything if yeah. I'm just rushing through this. Uh so we're back at the firehouse uh <laughs> Lieutenant Johnson's kind of explaining this new equipment, and Kim sort of comes in and is, like, you know, giving Jimmy a look, like, come on, I need to talk to you. And, like, oh, can I borrow him for a second? And you can tell Johnson's pissed, but he's like, "Oh no, no just a few seconds. So, um... We- is not me, does Johnson get pissed really easily? Well, it's, it's just, I think he gets pissed, but he does it in a nice way, because he's just such a nice guy, like... You know, he's just kind of like the humble Johnson who's not really going to be like, oh, no, get rid of this childish drama. Like, you know, sort this out. Because, like, any boss should really be like that. Let's be honest. Like, he's explaining some pretty vital fire equipment to his firefighters. So this, you know, Sweet Valley High drama uh, of childhood custody can wait five minutes. Like, this isn't urgent, Kim. (laughs) Like, you know, this is life-saving. Like, if a fire alarm goes off right now and they need to use this, and Jimmy can't use it because he's whining out about custody then somebody could die. So,
1: like... Yeah, that's fair. Good
0: job, Kim. I love you, but Jesus. Um, anyway, she pulls Jimmy aside. They have a bit of a fight. Uh, you know, finding, like, Kim's sort of, like, good, got the good point here of, like, you know, well, why can't I say Give me the tickets. I'll take him. Uh, and then, you know, Jimmy's kind of like, you can't. Not tomorrow. Um and just kind of like this back of us again. We still don't really know what it is and kinda of Taylor's watching on here, so we're gonna find out soon. Um Yeah. So <clears throat> just a random little scene of Carlos with the baby in the back of the ambulance and uh Doc is uh, you know, on the phone saying, Oh yeah, baby's healthy, we'll contact children's services, we'll be in the hospital in about fifteen minutes. Um and then uh yeah, so we've got Jimmy uh and Taylor here, which is this is a nice little scene actually. So like Jimmy's kind of asking Taylor to sing Kim um, you know, he says, oh, unbelievable because she's gone for a walk and Taylor's like, oh, what, you or her? And then, you know, Jimmy, fair enough. Like, good point. Like, it's none of your business. Like, it, it's none of her business. Like, this is kind of arcing back to, what, last season and kind of Taylor's being a little bit nosy. Um, But...
1: <laughs> Taylor just has a tendency to be like that. I mean, I, I like Taylor. Yeah. I do, but...
0: I think there's a... Yeah, you know, you're right. Like, it's kind of a character. She's a little bit, you know, that way. But, um, you know, I mean, I guess that's kind of who she is. But uh, I love this kind of scene here where Jimmy obviously is explaining, like, you know what you know what tomorrow is. Tomorrow's one year since he died. Bobby died. Tonight is one year since he got shot. You know, and I don't want Joey with her on that day. So, it's like, it's kind of... It's interesting, like, I I remember when, like, we did the Bobby, Bobby got shot episode, um, and I kind of said that, like, he kind of gets forgotten about, and because, you know, it pisses me off to this day that he never got a funeral, and it's still, that still does irk me, that he never got a funeral episode, um, but I guess kind of, like, I forget how much he gets referenced in this episode, I always kind of remember that it's kind of like a passing reference, and then we kind of get the graveyard scene at the end, but I actually always forget that this is kind of like the main plotline of this storyline, it's kind of a Kim episode, And it's kind of related around her remembering this. And even Jimmy kind of just, you know, which is kind of interesting, the fact that nobody at the firehouse, as much as I like the fact that they reference it, where's the memorial for Bobby? Like, why isn't this firehouse, like, having a one-year memorial for Bobby? You know, I I can imagine if, like, this happened in real life, they would be doing something like this. But, um... Yeah. Don't nitpick, Ben. It's kind of nice that he gets referenced at all. So, come on. You can't have your cake and eat it, too, because Davis is eating that, apparently. Um... (laughs) But uh, speaking of cake, actually, that's a good little segue, Ben, because I've written here. So, Gusler comes out of the uh, the meeting, and there's Um uh, And what does Yokus say to Gusler? Oh, I told you it was a piece of cake. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and they've asked Gusler to kind of stay around. So, you know, um, there's there's that. Uh, so, Jokas, uh gets called into the room, and they kind of have a bit of small talk. I like the little small talk here where it's like, oh... You know, you had a few days off. Oh, enough to clear your head. Oh, there's never enough time for that. So then they press record. Um, so and I love kind of how they remain silent here. And again, this is just, I, I, I need to stop saying it, that Molly Price is such an amazing actor. Because again, she's just incredible. I don't need to remind everybody every single time that, you know, I do this. But just every time I re-wa- I'm i rewatching this, I'm falling in love with her even more. She's just an amazing actor. Um, so just kind of the way that they're ultimately silent in this scene. And they just let Yoka's do a thing. So she kind of goes up to the board, and she's like, oh, well, this is me, this is that, that's Gusler. And then kind of she just pauses, and she's like, well, who shot Ross? Like, Are you telling me that I shot Ross? And um, they're like, no, no, all five rounds that you shot have all been accounted for. There's been one round that isn't uh, been accounted for, and that came from Gusler's gun. And they're like, are you saying that Gusler shot Ross? And it's kind of like, <gasps> da-da-da, duh, 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 friendly fire, plot twist. Mm-hmm. Um, which obviously we're going to get which, which I think it's a great, like, can I just say when I first watched this, like, I was, like, I just was not expecting this. I think it's kind of like a great little twist.
1: Yeah. And, and like the, like, Captain said himself, you know, that, that does happen. You know. I mean it's a chaotic situation. You really don't know who's where. I mean everybody's just darting everywhere. Pretty strong chance that you might hit one of your fellow officers.
0: Which I mean it, it happens. I mean it's, it, like you're right. Like I mean mm-hmm. it's it's not just a policing. It's a, it's an army thing. It's you know it's all these sort of things, isn't it? That like you know sadly this happens and there's no yeah. way you can. It's not like in a video game when you can turn friendly fire off. You know it's kind of it, it happens. Um, so um, I mean obviously we kind of get a pretty uh full-on storyline about friendly fire at the end of season four do we not so um yeah it's it's kind of it's it's a thing but it's kind of still shocking though the way they kind of portray it uh at least yeah um we've got kim and uh she's back from a walk and kind of taylor's being all you know nice to her like oh do you want to get some crab egg rolls and it's like please alex just leave me alone i'm not hungry uh then the girl that uh the the bashing victim shows monet monet thank you monet uh, she shows up and, you know, she goes, what did she say to Kim? Like, I ain't hopeless. Take it back. And I love Kim. Fine. You'll be president one day. Um, there's a, there's a spin off for the future. Monet becomes president in Third Watch. Um, she collapses, though. She doesn't feel so good. So. She can't be
1: worse than Trump.
0: Well, true. True. Um, <laughs> see how that plays out. Um, so yeah, she collapses and they're going to obviously take her back to the hospital. Meanwhile, at the uh, thing the hospital, we've got the woman from Children's Services here, ready to take uh, Kylie. That's the baby's name. I don't think I've mentioned that yet. Um, and she's kind of like on the phone, like, oh, you know, I can put her in a foster care home, but I don't really like putting influence there because, you know, she always takes too many kids. Uh, and then kind of just, I love, again, Anthony Arubevar, great acting here, the way he's kind of panicking and pacing back and forth, And all of a sudden he's just like, wait. And he's like, oh, what if one of us want to take her? And then the woman's kind of like, oh, well, are you a father? And he's just kind of like, no. And it's like, oh, well, well thanks anyway. But then, like, the way he's like, well, I might be hers. And it's kind of like, what? <laughs> like, Doc's face and kind of just their face. Like, the thing, too, which I just baffles me about this whole storyline is that is that all it takes for somebody to take one of these? Like, if if, like, Doc was super caring and, you know, he could just be like, yeah, I might be the dad. <laughs> like, okay, well, you can take him home. <laughs> like... Again, is that all it takes in children's services in America to get a baby? Couldn't tell you. You you don't go around getting babies every night? (laughs) No. Well, if you want to, it's not that hard, apparently. So there you go. (laughs) Just chilling around your house like, fuck, I want a baby. So I just hang around the hospital. Yeah, I might be a father. Um, Oh, here you go. Have a baby. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I mean, I do want to. I do, I do want to have kids one day, but uh, not, not, not in that way. You know, just saying. Oh yeah, I might be this. I might be. A, I might be. You want to do all the father, fun stuff that creates father.
0: the baby, right? Yeah. <laughs> Love it. You're just like yeah, yeah, Ben. You know, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't. So was that an impersonation of you, or was that just some weird little thing? I don't know what I did there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> as probably some probably some weird little thing
0: yeah that's the story of my life um so uh meanwhile we've got um you know yokus uh sort of still in the room saying like you know gustler didn't kill him like you know you just you, you can't do this to him like he's he's already a wreck and they're obviously saying like oh we're gonna put you and bosco up for a commendation and then just i kind of like how they do this how they're like do you think Gusler is fit for duty. And she just doesn't say anything, and they kind of like, this is off the record. Like, we're not recording anymore. Just yes or no. Is Gusler fit for beauty? Is he capable? And we never get the answer. Like, and I kind of like how they leave this open ended. I know I'm a person who's like, oh, this went nowhere. This is pointless. There's no, there's no resolve to this story. But I just kind of like how they leave it open. I don't know. I just think it's kind of, what did she say? I'm guessing she said yes because he's back on the job, like, next episode. So, um, although he kind of does like, reference it in some way, doesn't he? When like they're doing the sergeant's test and he's kind of just like, Well, what would you what would make you say that an officer isn't capable? So um yeah. Yeah. I kind of, you know, I like how they leave it open ended. Um so we then back at the hospital, we've got Dr. Fields again. Gee, he's really been in it, Doctor Fields. He's been a busy man. Um and then we find out um from the Monet that she's got a spleen issue and basically Kim goes in to, to see ruptured, ruptured,
1: spleen, ruptured spleen, I
0: think. Yeah, so Taylor tries to stop her, but she goes in. Kim's very stubborn this episode. Uh, meanwhile, Doc's kind of like going off at Carlos. Uh, can I just say, like, w- we mentioned in regards to, uh, you know, the, the whole the bad writing about how they forget Jerry's wife's name and then uh, Doc later on in, in season six will forget his uh, ex-wife's, uh, you know, his dead wife's name. Uh, so Carlos says here, do you remember Vangie?" And she's just like he's just like, no. I'm actually gonna like maybe defend the third watch writers here. I think Doc just has a memory problem. Like, you know, he's just calling <laughs> calling Jerry's wife, like, you know, Kathy instead of Jamie. Kathy. And, you know, it's gonna be a different wife's name, and he doesn't even remember Vangie. He spent like a good episode accosting poor old Carlos about this girl, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> So, I, I, do, I do like the way that he kind of, like, uh, Carlos says, like, oh, the nut job I was doing last year wasn't last year. We've established there's a bit of a continuity error here. Um, but then the way that Doctors... No, like a couple of years ago. Was that the redhead? Um, and then just, like... Did- Look, as much as I kind of like the fact that they're referencing season one, does this not feel a little bit repetitive to you? Because, like, this is where Doc is kind of like, how did you get a girl pregnant? Have you not heard of condoms? You know, kind of going off about this. But, like, this is basically the same thing he did with Carlos back in season one. So, doc, Doc's doc got a memory problem, I think, Darvell.
1: <laughs> Man. Maybe it's time for him to step down. <laughs>
0: I think he's getting a bit of the Alzheimer's disease. I mean, how old is he? Again? <clears throat> um, so <laughs> 40. <laughs> he's got to be older than that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's kind of, I mean, it's, it's, it's a scene, I guess, which kind of, you know, we need to sort of have in a way. But, again, I just I'm kind of question Doc's just memory here going on. Um, but I, I do kind of like the line that he says here to Carlos, like, Carlos it, isn't a bird. <laughs> so, you know yeah, th-
1: this isn't this isn't your pet bird, it's your apartment.
0: He remembers the bird, but he doesn't remember Vanji. <laughs> like, that was kind of closer to the bird than this is right now. Um so you know, obviously Carlos is just, you know, not wanting him to go go in the system, so they're kind of just was, Which you you can't blame him. Yeah, no, exactly. You can't blame exactly him. Exactly right. You really can't blame him because of all the experiences he had. Um Back at the precinct uh, so Gusler's been asked to stay there, and then, you know, Bosco shows up panicking, and, you know, oh, I've been trying to talk to you. I haven't already been talked talk to you. Oh, damn it. You know, I put you against the building. And then obviously, Gusler's like, well, I, you know, that's not where she was. I didn't put her against the building. So, like, poor old Gusler. You changed it? You changed it? Poor old, uh, you know, Gusler gets, like, uh, you know, assaulted here by Bosco. <laughs> um, and then, you know, the way he's kind of, like, going to, like, uh, Joko's like, it wasn't you. It wasn't you. You didn't shoot her. And then, but Joko's like, I oh, know, just come with me. Uh, so, like, it. fair enough, like, poor old Gusler here, he's just, you know, going, like, what the hell is going on, um, then we get random Taylor wanting to go shopping, like, oh, I want to hit the mall tomorrow Alex
1: Taylor, Alex Taylor going to the mall I
0: love, I love it when Kim basically says, like, but you hate shopping, it's like, yeah, I really do, it's like, oh, just, just you want to do something tomorrow, and this is kind of where Kim says about, like, you know, um, oh, it's been a year, how's it been a year, uh, and it's just, oh, it's so sad though. Like just the way she's kind of like, you know, I didn't even get to tell him everything before he died, and see how much he means to me, and just, ah, oh, it's so it's so sad. Like I just kind of, as much as I always said like Bobby kind of gets forgotten about, and like I will say it right now, after this episode, Bobby is completely forgotten about. Um, but like, oh, just like it, just girl Kim here, just you just want to give her a hug, don't you?
1: You know, yeah, and. I- I'll bet you, even if he's never mentioned, even though he's never mentioned again on the show, I mean, obviously, Kim, obviously, there can be no doubt that the character never really, that that Kim never really forgot him, even if he was never mentioned again.
0: Well, I mean, obviously, but yeah. I still think it would be nice yeah. to kind of get, you know, references maybe every now and then. Um, right, right. But uh, anyway, um, so meanwhile, we've got, yeah, Jokers y- and Bosco are obviously having their conversation and this is kind of when they mention about you know like it wasn't you they think it was Gusler and they kind of like, oh shit okay but then you know ross's funerals tomorrow i kind of like that little line with bosco when he says to Yoke, it's like you want me to pick you up uh, and it's like yeah yeah no i'd like that um and then uh you know obviously he's like talking about, oh where were you the last couple of days oh, i was with fred yeah it was nice we went to the shore um, you know, and then all of a sudden Yoko's realizes, like, oh shit, what's the time? <gasps> she doesn't say shit, but you know, it's 1030. So, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. So she's like, just 1030? runs out. And then I do kind of like Bosco's little line there. We're just like, see you tomorrow. Um, so, poor old, I should have mentioned, like, back when she was obviously with, yo- um, Fred, and I said, like, oh, we'll see you at Malucci's, you know, it's like, book a table at 7.45, we, you know, we'll have a nice dinner, because it won't take me long down at the precinct. So, we've kind of got random his late storyline again, and forgets about, you know, her poor family, because she's doing the job again. This is kind of like the ongoing thing, but, uh, Fred, ever the bipolar Fred, uh, this time around, he's fine with it. Uh, give it a couple of episodes, he won't, or next episode, he won't be fine with it. Um, so, you know, it's new nickname for Fred here Bipolar Fred um, But uh, meanwhile we've got Carlos Getting in a taxi with the baby uh, You know saying to Doc I'll call you This is you know compassionate Doc Doc being nice with Carlos and I do like it when the taxi drives off And Doc's just like oh boy um, you know, like, Yeah like
1: Carlos you don't know what you've gotten yourself
0: into The guy in the suit that we saw at the beginning of the episode Shows up we find out it's Ryan's father Brandy's boyfriend the victim of course And he took the collar off uh and then basically Ryan's father is just like, Thanks for everything. You know, he's back home, he's got about a hundred percent of his functions. So great to hear that. Got old Ryan, the little snowboardy surfer kid, it's gonna be fine. Uh and then basically this guy's like, You'll be hearing from me and you know, Doc's like, Well you don't owe me anything. Uh, and then just obviously he just gets and drives off. Which I'm going to be honest with you, uh, having as right now recording this episode, I kind of haven't watched the concluding episodes of this season, and I cannot remember if this even comes back into it. Like I think there might be something, maybe. Um, I don't think so. But even if there isn't, I don't, I don't
1: think there's anything after that.
0: Yeah, but it's kind of random, then, isn't it? To think that if nothing comes from this, it's like, well, what's the point of this being there? So it's kind of it's it's kind of random. But uh, yeah, 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 I think you might be right, but. I vaguely remember there might be a reference to this, or maybe I'm just making up stories in my head. I don't know. But um we'll remember this. I'm sure, uh you know, or Keydes or Barb right now, <laughs> like, this just happens, Ben. It's like, we're getting to it. We're getting to it. Um... So then we've got uh, Johnson, uh, Lieutenant Johnson to Taylor saying, oh, there's a position available in the squad. Do you want to take it? And then poor old Taylor right now is just kind of like, oh, well, you know, it's kind of good with Kim and I. We're in a groove right now. Um, you know, I think kind of... Which I, they are. I kind of need to stay with Kim. And, you know, Lieutenant Johnson's like, well, look, I don't know when you can be back on the squad. Um, and it's like, oh, are you sure? I'm sure. Now, look, I I swear there is another episode. Like, I'm not talking about a couple episodes' time when we've sort of got a flashback with her on the squad. But I'm pretty certain in season four she's at least a firefighter for an episode or two, is she not? I, I swear we do see her again as a firefighter before she leaves uh, the show. I think
1: so. Hmm.
0: I just... I, I think so. Always liked her as a firefighter better. And, like, Amy Carlson said that in the interview. She said she enjoyed her being a firefighter more, too, than a paramedic. And, like, again, I get why they're doing this. But I don't know. I just I just wish she was a firefighter. I, I, I think she needs to be a firefighter more than a paramedic. Yeah,
1: wait, was that a
0: flashback
1: at the, was that a flashback of her as a firefighter in a couple episodes, oh, yeah, or yeah. was that actually how the episode ended? No, it's a... Because I think you're thinking of 233
0: days. No, 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 I'm thinking of The Unforgiven, which is a flashback episode. Oh. Yeah, no, I, I'm not quite up to 233 days yet when i uh, sort of on, on this, at least to kind of say when we... are recording these how we kind of block these into episodes and kind of how we, you know, sort of schedule them. So no, I'm not up to that yet in terms okay. of our rewatches here. But um yeah, I, I definitely in The Unforgiven there's like a flashback where she's a fire she's a firefighter. But um yeah, I mean look it's kind of it's it's a nice little thing to kind of put on her that like oh shit she's kinda of got this opportunity but like uh uh-uh, uh no we're gonna agree with Kim here but um yeah I like her as a firefighter better. Poor old Taylor. Um Meanwhile, Yokus goes home, and uh, she's going to expect Fred to be going after her. But as we said, no, bipolar. Fred's fine with it tonight. She's brought home Malucci's. Um You know, did you get the bread? Oh, you know, Maloochies was the bread, of course. Um, so, yeah, we... Um, nice little scene here with Fred and, you know, is Oh, you're the most amazing guy. You're the most amazing guy. Thank you, thank you. And poor old Fred here. He's, like, getting thanked. He's just like, I'm starving. Like, come on, stop kissing me. Like, Let me eat. You know, it's like, it's like 11 o'clock at night now or whatever by the time she's gotten home. Like, poor old Fred's been waiting around forever. Um, But then we get, uh, like, it's interesting, isn't it? How, like, my opinions change on episodes to episodes. How I go off at some cheesy montages one episode, and then the next episode I actually think it kind of works. Which I think this works, this bit at the end. So we kind of get Sully, kind of just, you know, alone, thinking of Tatiana. We get a few flashbacks there. Uh, Carlos, we see the bird, he's kind of like falling asleep as he's uh, looking after Kylie. Um, but I think kind of what sells it for me, this is why I don't think this is a cheesy montage. I just like how this ends. We have Kim and Taylor walking into the graveyard, going up to the big old cafe, um, gravestone. They play some flowers on it and it just kind of ends, it fades to white before we go to the, uh, the closing credits. So I just think kind of, yeah, what this song works, just how it all is there and just, just seeing Bobby's grave for the first time because we didn't get a funeral episode. Um, it's nice. It's and like this is it. This is rip Bobby because again, never mentioned again. Um, but yeah, I just think it's kind of a nice way to kind of have it. Like as as much as it irks me that they never had a funeral episode for him, I'm glad we kind of get a one year on tribute. This works. One. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, this is that's that's the end. I mean, do you have kind of uh, anything else to add here on uh, on of the water?
1: No, not really. Although I, I, mean, I haven't really said much the whole thing, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> nothing's new, Darbell I'm joking. Um, yeah. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it's it's it's. I think this is a very solid episode. I think it's kind of like I just I am always sold on the Kim stuff in this episode. I'm always sold on you know just kind of how she plays and everything with the Bobby stuff. So yeah, I think it's it's a solid episode. I mean, it's it's not going to go down ultimately as a you know a, a top. 20, top 30, top maybe not even a top 40 episode in the grand scheme, it's maybe. Uh, but, you know, I think kind of it's, it's solid enough. So, um, yeah, uh, in our evil review section, uh, I'm just going to chime in straight away and say that I'm buying it just because I think it's a low buy, but um, I still think that there's enough in this episode to kind of, you know, warrant to buy. So, uh, yeah, I'm buying it. What are you doing with it, Davil?
1: I kind of teetered between buying it and renting it. Ooh. But, you know, after, after going more in-depth, you know, with the discussion of it and everything. I'm going to go with Bios.
0: Oh, look at that. I thought you were about to break your streak, but nope, you kept it going. There you go. Nope. Although, teaser, I may... I haven't
1: decided yet, but I may be- I may break my streak with one of the next couple
0: episodes. I can guarantee you that in one of the next couple of episodes, I will be breaking my streak. Uh, <laughs> but, um... Just just to kind of tease that out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's uh, a long... I haven't even counted these up, but you guys are just kicking ass with your streak between you and Brandy. Uh, I will say on my rankings as well, and, of course, please know that this is uh, up to episode six, like 62 episodes. I'm including the next two here on my overall ranking. Uh, I've actually ranked this at 37th out of 62 episodes. Um, so I've actually ranked this just below History of the World from Season 1 and just above Alone in a Crowd from Season 1. So, um, if I actually look at all my buy-its here, this is my fifth worst buy. (laughs) So, there's actually only four episodes below this that I've bought, and then the rest below it are all my rents and uh, the bins. So, that's kind of how it is. And the one one bin. Yeah. So, um, there we go. That's that's where I'm putting uh, Thicker Than Water. Actually, no. Um, Hang on. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase that. I'm looking at superheroes part two. Uh, apparently I've got Thick in the Water at thirty seven Above Kim's Hope Chest and below men. Alright, there we go. Okay, now I worked out what I was doing here. So there's a few more below it than that. But um I think kind of i just put it just above Kim's Hope Chest just because I think they are both very Kim centric episodes. And you know, I was a fan of Kim's Hope Chest. I think were you on that one and you rented that one, you weren't a fan or was that Brandy? I think it was you. Um It was me. Yeah. Whereas like I think kind of this just holds up a little bit better than Kim's Hope Chest just because of the Bobby stuff to me. I still really enjoy Kim's Hope Chest. But um yeah, no you that was you definitely you rented it. I can and see She's you. a lot
1: she's a lot more mature in this one, too. Yeah. So.
0: That was your very first rent, Darville. One of only two rents you've ever had on this show. So uh there you go. Um next week, uh and this maybe like gives a bit of way a spoiler in terms of what I just said about how similar to what you did about how in the next few episodes I'm gonna break the streak. Um it's not next week because falling to me. Is an incredible episode. Falling.
1: Absolutely. Falling
0: to me is a potential top 10 episode at the end of third watch. Like, uh, I will say after 62 episodes, it's sitting in my top 10, whether or not it can remain there or not is another question. But, uh, I mean, this is just a Jason Wiles powerhouse performance. And there's just some, especially am- the last few minutes. And look, we are going to I just say we're going to struggle for our top five at the end of this year, because next episode, there's a top five <laughs> contender in it as well. Uh, so I mean, like we've already, I think, established four, uh, that's not including even the final few moments of September 10th, which I guess you could argue could go in there. So that's already five that we've kind of got established. So next episode, we're going to have our sixth one that I think are very strong contenders for our final five. And I will say in the Unforgiven, there's a scene in there, which also is a strong contender for final five. So by the end of episode 18, we're going to have seven candidates for a top five. Uh, which I can probably sell four of them as guarantees. So I reckon we're going to like fight over a few towards the end. But um, yeah, Yeah. Falling's amazing. This is kind of just like the the culmination, I guess, of Bosco's emotional breakdown and everything that kind of leads up to it. But yeah, you're right. The the final scene in this one is like oh it's 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 kind of hard to watch because like you know this is bosco this is like i think kind of i get so connected to this episode and emotional just because he's my favorite character he's kind of like this this person that you don't expect to see break down and cry and kind of when you do it just kicks you in the guts so um yeah i love falling it's a great well i mean i've never fallen off really anything high that's probably not a good thing but like (laughs) as in the episode falling uh yeah i think this is a great 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 episode
1: me too, and I'm looking forward
0: to discussing it. Well, we're doing Really, that. really, yeah, We are man. doing that next week. In the meantime, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter or on Instagram or on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, all the usual places, and uh, remember to leave some feedback. We'd appreciate to hear what you think of the show and kind of everything else in between. But uh, until next week, my name is Ben, and don't you have a heart attack to help or something?
1: <laughs> my name's Darvell, and... We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network.
0: Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.